You are now listening to The Jason D'Amico Show. Greetings, folks. Welcome back to The Jason D'Amico Show. We are here via Zoom once again, and it's probably going to be like this for a while. And uh, Marty's smirking a little bit because our next guest and I go pretty far back now. Um, And he knows... How much I love the tremendous twelve at Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. This guy is an incredible media content producer. He's a writer, editor, and really good friend of mine. Please welcome to the show, my good friend, Mr. Ryan Bolger. Thank you for having me, man. Good to see you. Good to see you too, dude. Um, we were talking and catching up a little bit before we went on the air. And uh, crazy times. Yeah, it really is, man. <laughs> you can't you can't make this stuff up. Can't, can't make it up. Yeah, you can't write this. You really can't write this. <laughs> and it's crazy because, like, when Walking Dead came out, um, it kind of made you think, right? Oh yeah. And, now, and it's obviously not comparable. Like to try and compare that is, it's hopefully not distasteful, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, ma- it makes you, it makes you think. It ju- it, it just kind of makes you think. Um, yeah, there's so many different things. Like 28 days later, 28 weeks later, there's a video game like The Last of Us. It makes me kind of think think about like what's going on right now. It's crazy. I mean, it's cl- it's close, but thankfully, it's not that close. So you're um, you're still able to do certain work remotely then. <laughs> Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I was still kind of going through training once everything happened. So a lot of the stuff I've been doing just like freelance and kind of just messing around on my own. Well, let's get into your beginning stages then real quick. And we'll we'll kind of work our way to now. Um, I know your story to a certain degree. I'm I'm sure I'm going to learn some more details here. Yeah, of uh, course. On on the interview. But um, you always were fascinated with film. And Always, yeah. wanted to start actually out as an actor. Yeah. Uh, but even before that, like when, how did that process happen for you? Did you grow up in an artistic family or was it more? Not at all. That, that's the funny thing. I didn't grow up in an artistic family at all. I felt like it was always, I mean, I had a close family member who was actually, I'm wrong. I had one close family member who was really into the arts and everything like that. And he always pushed me to want to, be an actor. He was like, you're going to be so good. You can really sell yourself. You have the look as like, this was when I was like, probably like 10 years old. He's like, you got the little boy look <laughs> like it's, it's perfect. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. And, um, ever since then, I just, I mean, I never really like pushed for it as much as I kind of wanted to until I turned about 19. That's when I went to school at the Connecticut school of broadcasting. Right. And it was cool because I auditioned and I, they had the whole like camera set up, like the studio and everything. It was really legit and awesome. And I like fell in love with it instantly and wanting to be an actor being put in front of the camera and just reading the script off the teleprompter was just, it was so cool. It was one of the coolest things. And like, that's when I just, it clicked for me right there. I'm like, this is where I want to go. Right. And yeah. So then going through the whole like school curriculum and everything like that, I've learned things from in front of the camera behind the camera like video production like audio production like sports writing and like broadcast journalism all, all that stuff and uh one thing that really uh 
took a grasp on me because of the creative aspect of it was the film, the video production end of everything. It was cool because I got this one project and you, you had to put together a 60 second newscast and make up like whatever story you want. And you, they put you in front of the green screen. You have your little, you have your little like visual effects over here and stuff right. like that. And ever since then, I mean, I kicked ass on the project. That project. Was <laughs> cool. I, I still have the project on my flash drive. And I, I got to see it. that, man. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll send it to you. It's, it's really sweet. I checked it out like a month ago, but yeah, man, ever since then I would just like, all right, this, like, this is the path I want to go. And as I got older, this was about when I was like 19 or 20 ish before I turned 21. Mm-hmm. That's, that's when I was like, you know what, like, this is really cool. And I really want to like, I had the idea and like the, like visualizing everything, just like branching out, just like doing all the, like, it's such a big industry. Obviously, you know, you know, you know that <laughs> it's crazy. It's such a big industry. There's so many different things that you can do. That's why I not, and now I'm 25 and like fast forward to now I'm a producer at channel 13. And it's, I mean, definitely something very different. Never worked for a major network before. So that's pretty exciting, but it, it's cool, man. Yeah. Going back to what I was saying, just like trying all these different things, like while I'm like while I'm young, so you can really get the taste and just see, like, see what you love the most and then kind of just go from there. So then kind of going back to what I was saying, like back to like when I was like 21, like 2021, I got this internship at a local production company. I'm not going to mention any names for sure. You know, you never know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you never. <laughs> I feel like I've heard know. this story before. Oh, so that's, that's why I'm cracking up. You've but heard it a few times. Yeah, yeah. definitely heard it a few times. But um, it's crazy because like starting working for this company, they they shot this film. And fortunately, I can't give the name of the film either. But it's it was a really good film. And I fell in love with the like, like the footage and everything that they shot, like their shots and everything like that and the story, especially. And uh, they they wanted me to be the like they wanted me to edit it, do the production on it. And it's funny because they they were promised me all this money and they didn't pay me sh- like right. anything. Right. And that like two years later, I was. And it's funny because this this happened when in like 2015, 2014, and they shot the movie back in 2011. And then when I left back in 2016, 2017, maybe the film was still never released. And fast forward to now, it's never been released never been released. It just wasn't, wasn't really a good company to work for, work for. And I found that out the hard way by obviously trusting people that you really shouldn't trust. So, um, yeah. And actually I kind of left the industry for a little while and I, I got into sales. It's really, yeah. really interesting. It's such a different. I remember different- that dude, that was a crazy time for you. Cause you were like commuting a oh, stupid amount. Oh my God. That man. was back. That was back in our uh, poker days, man. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. You mentioned poker. We'll get and to I lost so much money at your house. <laughs> hey man, I have to, <laughs> I have to. <laughs> that. That's so funny. Oh, but, um, great times though, man. Great times. Like it was just, yeah. Oh, so s- such great memories. Yeah. The, the, those were, those were great, but yeah, we'll definitely get to, we'll definitely talk about poker in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so yeah, I was doing the whole sales thing for a while. Before I even started doing that commute, I got my uh, New York State insurance license and I started working at Aflac. 
And I was going like door to door, business to business, like cold calling all these different companies. <laughs> then. And I, I started doing like, I was doing pretty good. I was getting like in such a short time. I knew I got a few different accounts, a few right. accounts. I mean, in your first year, you're only supposed to get like a certain amount. So I was kind of like ahead of the game, but I was like, you know what? Not really loving this. I am getting a better job offer down in uh, Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. And that was to do the marketing that I was doing like the crazy uh, commuting. Oh my God. That was Dude, that was insane. nuts, man. That, that, was the, that was the worst thing in the world because let me tell you my schedule. So I would work Monday to Saturday. Um, okay. So Monday through Friday, about 7.30 and I would get to the office at 7.30. Oh my so I would have God. To wake, yeah. So living an hour from New Jersey, I would have to wake up at like 5, 5.30. Uh-huh. And yeah. And sometimes I wouldn't get home to like nine, ten o'clock at night and <laughs> crazy. And that would be Monday through Friday and Saturday you would have to go into work, but you would work from like nine o'clock to like six o'clock, seven o'clock. You, I mean, it was like 80 hours a week and I did that for about a year. And that was, Oh my God, that was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. I mean, it was cool. Like it, the concept of the business is so cool, but it's literally like, the most draining thing you could ever do. Right. Because we would, we would literally go to all these different like areas out, like around the New Jersey area, whether it was the city, whether it was Long Island, whether it was upstate New York, Westchester, Rockland, you, you name it. We went everywhere. South Jersey, we went everywhere. Like it would total, like total out to me driving at least four hours a day commuting. And about like, I would say probably like 20, 24 hours a week just driving. So I would spend one day out of the whole week just driving. Oh my God, man. Oh my God. So yeah, that, that coughed me, that coughed me pretty good. Would have to do a couple of Red Bull chugs to, (laughs) to, yeah, to you, you were working, you were working that job, right? When we were doing that poker stint. Yeah. 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 And it would get to a point where the poker stint kind of, fizzled out a little bit because my hours were just crazy and we would always plan whatever it was monday night or tuesday night or whatever whatever the night was and sometime on those nights i wouldn't get home to like nine or ten o'clock and then everybody started doing their own thing i mean the beebs do their own thing now i mean my brother has his family so he can't play as much as he wanted to but we actually have been talking the past like maybe like two days about getting like a little group together to do it like online ah like do it through like zoom and it's per and i thought this would be a perfect opportunity to tell you <laughs> we might play tonight <laughs> we we might play tonight if you want to play oh that's crazy man yeah no, i might what what time i think eight i think eight o'clock but we have to see about getting getting few people we're using this app that i've never used before i guess it's everybody logs in and they join it's all virtual right it's all yeah it's all virtual so everybody can be on this like table you can see everybody kind of around this table and uh whatever the buy-in is like 10 bucks 20 bucks or whatever you would venmo whoever the table leader is right and at the end of the night when you cash out you just get your money sent right back to you so there's no chance that's hilarious man no (laughs) if i can't if i can't do it tonight um, yeah, no, we'll do it. As, we'll do it at some point. Yeah, definitely, definitely like, later on. Like our old group back together, that would be, that'd be freaking sweet. Dude, that like was a, that years, was a riot, man. That was crazy. I mean, we used to. What was it like? Thirteen people sometimes at one table. 
Oh my God. That was nuts. We, we, we played we did that two, a few times. Two decks, right? Yeah, we would have two games going and everybody kind of sitting at one table. It was a fucking madhouse. It was a madhouse. But the best, I feel like the best table size for me is eight people. I mean, when we would play like kind of towards the end, we would make sure, the, like, because that gives everybody a fair chance of winning. Right. You know, if you have 13 people, the odds are kind of stacked across the board. You don't know what's going to happen. With eight, eight people, I mean, everybody has a fair chance of winning. You remember, you remember Sean, right? Oh my God. Yes. I remember Sean. <laughs> so, so the crazy thing is Sean and I ended up like being gold's gym guys after, yeah. after, cause we both were, we both are working out at gold's. I was always there at night. He was there in the morning cause of like his military schedule at the time. Yeah. And it was cause after we, after we played a bunch of rounds at your house, like after doing that for months, like we ran into each other one time at goals. It's like, Oh wait, you go here. <laughs> and then, and then we just started like working out together. It's it just hilarious, man. That That's so funny. Oh my God. That was, that was the funniest poker rivalry between the two of you because he was such a ball buster. And I feel like he would kind of try to get under everybody's skin a little bit. We, uh, kind of he, of the game. He, yeah. The first couple of weeks he was definitely, he was definitely, he was busting me a little bit. And then, um, it, we just we just like bonded though. Yeah, became really no, good friends. He's like one of those guys that like kind of like got under your skin, and then something just clicks later on, and you get along really it's well. Like, yeah, they're not so they're not so bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I saw I saw him maybe over the summer, but since then I haven't seen him in a long time. I haven't even reached out to him about this poker thing. Maybe I should. I don't <laughs> have his number or anything. Well, <laughs> I think I still have his. I think I still have his number. I don't know if he's still on Instagram. Um, yeah, but he has dude, a kid now. I know he has a kid now, which is crazy. Dude, it's so freaking crazy. Like when you think about this, because what, when what? Th this was like f four years ago, five years ago now. Yeah, yeah, it's we had insane. Because you're twenty, you're twenty five, right? I'm twenty six now. Oh, you're twenty six now. Yeah, oh, I'm wow. a I'm a January baby. Yeah, you're okay. Yeah, so I yeah. turn twenty six next month. So we were both around twenty one, twenty two when I think yeah. this was. Yeah. When this was going down. I, I oh, just yeah. can't believe how fast time flies. That's just, I know, man, so many different things. <laughs> so doing so many different things. is crazy. Well, how's, uh, how's, the, how's the music going right now? Well, it's, I'm, it's going as much as it can. It's, it's yeah. going, it's going in, in the studio. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so you're writing consistently and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I was actually editing a music video today, which is nice. It's been, it's been so much podcast. Um, like the schedule has been so podcast oriented that within the last couple of days, I've been able to spend some time with the music. Dude, I've got so much music. Like, I don't even know how I'm going to get it recorded. I don't know how I'm going to have time to get all this stuff done. Yeah. Um, the, the lack of content is not the problem. It's just the time. So it's a little yeah, bit of time, time management, but I'm having fun with the podcast, you know, and that's where yeah, like we were talking about earlier, um, getting great people on like yourself and just, it boosts the morale right now. Yeah, no, of course. It's definitely awesome. It's definitely a good way to kind of get your name out there and just pick people's brains who are obviously in the industry as well, who've been in maybe even a little bit longer than us, you know? So it's definitely, yeah, yeah it's had, definitely uh, really cool. And I mean, to answer a little bit more direct, just like anybody else, I mean, I had, I had great tour dates, um, March, April, you know, they're all, canceled or rescheduled and the rescheduled dates 
may not even happen because now this thing oh, is just, yeah. you know, turning into a real situation. Um, yeah, because <laughs> it's a great it's a great opportunity. I mean, it's hard for me and a lot of other guys that really love playing live. Like if you're in that rock blues genre, you know, get you know, just sweating your ass off. being in those whether it's a a larger venue or a smaller club like just that you know having that part of your routine like it's you know you you miss it yeah of course you miss it you just got you want to get out there and just play your head off it's crazy because i think the last time i saw you uh you were going to like i think you were up here for maybe about a few weeks or so you were going to like a different like gig every single night like all over like like new jersey like upstate and I was talking with somebody else about this. Um, couldn't even tell you who it was because we shot so many of these in the last few days. Uh, I, remember, <laughs> I remember having this conversation. Don't know who it was with. <laughs> um, That's funny. It was, it was funny how that period of time, right, whatever, November, December, where I was just yeah. like going nuts and playing out literally every night for like three or four weeks in a row up in New York. Um, it's a good thing I did because that was those were some of the last shows that I did at that point. I I did a couple of things in January. I did a couple of shows down here in December when I got back. Mm-hmm. Um, whole reason why I was up in New York was because I was on set. So you know when I was off from that job, I there were a couple of family things going on at the time, and we just decided to, to stay up in New York for a little bit, and gotcha. I just took advantage of. I was like, yeah, let me go hit literally every open mic for like two or three weeks. And um, I'm glad I did because it that was those are some of the last shows or yeah. live opportunities, you know, that I had for now. That, that's great. That's crazy. And I'm sure you met a lot of people when you were doing that, too. You yeah. Probably know oh, yeah. 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 Um, that's definitely really important. Yeah. So, you know, it's. Who knows how long this is going to go for? Yeah, man. I don't know. I hear. Okay. So you can never like trust. I mean, what you hear on the news, you never know. Cause I feel like sometimes they overstate it and then they're yeah. able to kind of cover it up and be like, Oh, this is however many, this, however many that has happened recently. But I'm thinking like, as the summer goes on, it's going to kind of fizzle out a little bit. Then I think once the fall comes, comes around, I think there's going to be like a second, like spike of it. But the other, the other I'm hearing thing, a lot of sorry. I'm, no, go ahead. I man. hear a lot of I hear a lot of stuff are going to a lot of different places are going to be opening up, like even around here within the next like few a uh, few weeks or so. And uh, they've been opening up like golf courses, which is right, which I, which I think is pretty pretty crazy. But yeah, man, it's crazy. The other the other thing that I was going to say is I, I heard this from a couple of sources with everybody locked in that kind of lowers the immune system. So, yeah, you know, there might be shit flying around that's not even COVID. Of course. And you're going to be and, – and I don't want to, like, speak this into the atmosphere, but it's, like, it's just microbiology 101. It, it, your immune system is lowered because we're not in constant contact with everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah who knows, man? It's really crazy, man. And and this is also something that's like been around for like a little while. Yeah, since but it the seventies. 
yeah, it hasn't been anything as like crazy as this. I mean, you like you got the flu, you have ammonia or stuff like that, but it's like, I feel like nowadays you get sick, everybody points to the COVID or you, oh, you should get tested, this, that, this, that, or whatever. And I have asthma myself. I have asthma and it latches up. Like it's like worse for people who have asthma. So yeah. it's like, I've definitely been extra careful with that. Yeah. And I've, I have the same, I don't have asthma, but I can get the asthmatic symptoms when I get a respiratory bug. Gotcha. Like it's yeah, just, yeah. It'll la- you, you, you know how it is. Like you'll get something it'll last for six weeks. It won't, yeah. It's like it a bronchitis be- kind of. Yeah. And it takes freaking forever to get rid of, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like at that point, the freaking inhaler doesn't even help you. <laughs> no, it, dude, I actually – and cr- tell, me, tell me if you agree with me. I actually think at a certain point, albuterol, it starts making you worse. If you take it like for – it's like it, it gets to a point where you have to like take it, and then once it stops working, stop using it. So what, what I've noticed, because I've had asthma, like bad asthma my entire life, so I would go like I go through different phases like over the seasons or whatever like towards like the winter time like my allergies aren't so bad but like as like this time starts around when everything's like starting to bloom this is like the worst time of year so it's like I'm always like using the inhaler and if you use it a lot it's not as like potent for you as it is if you're like taking like a hit here every like week right. or like two weeks or I mean it's really only for rescue so you really have to take it as little as possible but um yeah i've noticed the more you take it the less the less it helps you so yeah. you really have to i've been over the last like maybe like two years or so i've been like really good about the inhaler like i only use it like when i like really need to i mean when i was younger i needed that thing all the time yeah it was always like i would i would literally sleep with it in my bed and i would like freak out if i lost it i, I always have it on me i mean just in case you never know yeah no i mean it's like I said, those respiratory bugs, you know, when I, when I get them sometimes it's like, it's just ridiculous. They don't go away. It's just yeah, ridiculous it's how long it takes for, for it to get out. Cause I think it's, it's not even just the bug at that point. It's because there's so much irritation. Yeah. And then every time you cough, you're just adding more irritation and it just keeps like compounding and compounding and compounding. Of course. And then every time you cough, it hurts like a, it hurts like a, you know what? So it's crazy. It's dude, crazy. Dude, it's insane. And I was like, dude, I was doing podcasts like that. Um, in January, I don't know if it was COVID who knows like what it was, but I had, I had something like in January and it was the same thing. Like it lasted for six weeks and it was it was pretty gnarly. Yeah, no, it, it's it's crazy that uh, because you, you probably did have it. My sister had something similar around that time too, and this was like kind of before everything. And I, I was in New York City, so yeah. you know who knows. Definitely would would make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I mean, and I and I don't know, man. Like, because the allergies kick in because everything blooms down here sooner. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, in February and March, there's crap blooming here. It's like, what in the world is going on? You probably have some nice weather down there today, huh? Yeah, it's actually, like, last time I checked, it was 70. Um, Oh, okay. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, it's like 50 up here. Yesterday, it was, like, really nice. It was, like, 60. And we had a day, like, think a few days ago that was 70. I was like, wow, man, that's that's really nice. We had a... we had a, a, a lady on from California, really great blues singer. And 
it's 95 in LA right now. Wow. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's crazy. And it's funny. I, I have like my entire family lives out in Arizona and right. I'm, I was checking the weather uh, yes today or something like that. It's like 105, 106. Oh, and, oh my God. that That's that dry heat, man. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, and, and speaking of Arizona, you were doing some work out there at one point. Yeah, yeah. At one point I was. It was kind of – I mean, it was, it was short-lived. It definitely wasn't at everything I hoped it would be. That, dude, you and the commutes because you were like flying out there for that. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that, that, yeah, that, I couldn't do that. I, could, I, I couldn't do that. I stopped that real quick. Let's, let's talk about a little bit of your uh, creative process as far as um, editing, perhaps, and maybe even writing, you know, script writing. Uh, uh, okay. And even, yeah, so. even, even producing, because I, I think a lot of people, you know, from producer to producer here, Dude, it, it'll 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 whip your brain. Like, there's things that just you've got to keep pondering on over and over and over again. Oh yeah, constant constant second guessing yourself. Like, will this work? Will this not work? I mean, as far as like my creative process, it's. I mean, I tr like when it comes to like my writing, I try to make everything like personal. Like, try to like think right. back to a time where like I can like relate to like what I'm writing about. So it kind of just makes like the pen, the pen's talking for me at that point or like yeah. the, the, my fingers are, are doing the work for me, but it's crazy. It's just making it, trying to make it personal and like trying to like put myself in like, and like visualize like everything that I like want to kind of address and like get out and like talk about and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, just make, making it personal. What, what would you say is the most difficult aspect of production um, and it could be personally or just like in general from your experience. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see your angle on that. Well, in, in my opinion, I mean, I, it could be different for everybody else. It's kind of like where, like what, where to start, like the angle and everything like that. And like how you want to approach the, the shots and like what shots you want to use, like what you want to cut out and stuff like that. So it's like the toughest process for me, I feel like it's definitely the, like the very beginning. And then I feel like once I kind of have a nice like template of something that I feel comfortable with, that I feel like good with, that I can run with, then it's just like, okay, I got, I got this from here. It's definitely yeah. the beginning. I mean, it could be different for everybody else. Some people know what they want to start with, but they kind of get like a block at some point in the middle, like towards the end or whatever. But right, right. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm kind of opposite in that way. How about editing for you? Um, it's it's kind of funny because I it's been a while since I've well, it's been a while since I've edited a music video. It's mm -hmm. been a few months actually since actually 2019. I want to say gotcha. editing every day with podcast stuff and just trimming things up, but nothing really crazy creative. So going back to it. I filmed some stuff. I don't even know if I'm gonna release this video. It's kind of off the wall, which is great. That, that, that's um, great. You know, I love off the shot wall. shot that's it in two hours, and it's a total joke, and that's the whole point. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's awesome. And it's it's strange. Like, I don't know how this. How does it work for you? Because for me personally, I'll I'll know the shots that I want, 
But man, once you get in the editing room, things just change. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm a little different. If I'm shooting something and I like really like visualize it like the way I'm shooting it, then I'm like, okay, this is how I'm. I'm definitely using this cut for and and yeah. running with this as my template. But um, I mean, there definitely you definitely could run into some points where it's like, huh, this looks a little bit better for this this uh, sequence as far as what like what you're going with. So I mean, it definitely varies, man. It definitely definitely varies. You find that you'll shoot a bunch of takes and it, I dude, I always see this, especially with like music videos. Like there's certain takes that just dominate a majority of the piece. Oh, oh, of course. <laughs> and there's, there's stuff that you just don't even use. It's like, it's weird. Like the stuff that you think is really going to work, you end up like not using and the stuff that was just like, Oh, whatever it ends oh, up yeah. like dominate. It's, it's really weird how that happens. It's funny because once you see how something looks and it's like, wow, that looks really cool. And you didn't expect it to look like that. Right. That's the best. That's the best right. thing to happen. What are you, what are you usually editing on? Um, well, when I do it, like, like for myself personally, I'll, I'll either do premiere or final cut pro, yeah. but when I'm uh, down the city, going to be using Avid. Avid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's gotta be interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. But I, I feel like once you know like one of them, you kind of have a gist of all, all of them. It's just kind of little like little tweaks that you'll kind of learn. And when I learn a different software or whatever, it's kind of I just play around with it and just like throw a bunch of different things together and just see like – Just see what happens. Yeah, of course. Just see, just yeah. see what happens. And then yeah. you kind of get a little more familiar with it. And, and I feel like as an editor, it's kind of good to – well, obviously, it's good to know – as many different things as possible because you never know who's going to be using what. And, and it's funny because when I was doing the commercials, I can't even remember the name of the software, but it was a software that I've never even like heard of before, but it, it was crazy. And that was such a, it was like a stupid, easy software. Like anybody can do it. Right. That's how, right. I, that's kind of how I feel like premiere is. Yeah. Premier, premiere, I feel like yeah. Premiere has been my go-to. Uh, I started on it and it's, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things in there that really irritate the hell out of me, um, but ninety something percent of it is just, it's great. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely great, and it really kind of, I feel like if you're like new and starting out, that's definitely the perfect software to learn on because it really kind of walks you through like your first like few videos and stuff like that, which is which is so cool, which yeah. is so cool for sure. Yeah, but definitely Premiere is my go-to as well. I mean, I definitely like Premiere a little more than Final Cut. I feel like, feel like I can have a little more fun on Final Cut. <laughs> like, I feel like I get a little more adventurous. I don't know why, but I feel like uh, Final Cut may be a little more precise, in my opinion. Interesting. But, yeah, but I mean, they're both good. I mean, as long as you get your get your point across. I mean, it's, it's anything you do that's good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Well, so tying that into film, and I think you'll agree with me. I mean, dude, we could we. There's so many great things we could talk about. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I'll I'll kind of steer us towards this direction. I mean, so many films, editing is like half of it, I, I, and that's not taking away from the performances because the the script and the performance is. You don't have that; it's game over. Oh yeah, of course. But you, 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 you know those movies. 
that just like the editing and the choices or perhaps the the lack of editing on for for purpose you know like man it's so impactful yeah it really is it really is and it's it's crazy because you can really see in like certain angles just how how something pops on screen so much differently than and like in a different way you know it's 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 crazy and i feel like you don't like actually understand that or know that until you actually like shoot and see this for yourself because it's crazy you see things pop and it's just like wow what's your go-to um it's like this is a really vanilla question but like what's your go-to lens for you let's say just in the film world like if you had if you had to pick one or two lenses that you could only shoot with uh that's tough (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) i don't know to be honest with you i don't know if i can answer that that's really tough that that's really tough i don't know so for me i would probably be a 50 a 50 and a um uh i don't know like a 24 maybe okay yeah i i see that okay i like that that's good <laughs> that's good it's, i mean it's, it's it's hard for me to it's hard for me to choose i definitely like shooting it and i would probably go 50 more than 24 for for me yeah yeah oh well but, if i had to pick between the two definitely a 50 yeah of course those 50s are crazy i mean they'll make you work but yeah, oh yeah they dude they're they're great though <laughs> yeah they really are man but it's crazy man so uh what what else like what else have you been doing like obviously as much as you can be doing behind uh down in North Carolina and, and yeah, I mean, whatever. You know, um uh, oh oh you know what I've been doing? I when I'm well and the gyms are closed. So that's a that's a oh, whole yeah. other thing. Oh, but man, the the uh we got a, we got some weights here and we've got the Netflix and the Hulu subscriptions. So I've recently oh, gotten into Hell's was it Hell's Kitchen? No, no, Kitchen, kitchen? kitchen Nightmare. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gordon Ramsay. Oh yes, yep. Yeah, <laughs> and it's uh, it is volatile. Yeah, of course. It definitely he's he's a volatile man. That's for sure. <laughs> he's crazy. He's crazy. He, he really he's, is. he's 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 a genius. He's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, crazy, he's definitely he's, he's definitely he's a genius, man. I mean, like, um, you could tell. It's strange because, like, as much as he's just, just like viping at somebody, you can tell he really, he just can't. It's passion. He just cares, man. <laughs> he he cares a lot. He, he's definitely <laughs> damn good at what he does. That that's crazy. But um, what do you watch it on? What streaming service is that on? Uh, I think it's on Hulu. That one. Oh, it's on Hulu. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. I actually, um, obviously, since this whole thing, I've been watching a lot of and catching up a lot on a lot of different tv shows uh did you ever watch breaking bad like when oh that yeah first oh yeah man like in the early days oh yeah of course. are you in a saw now are you in a better call saw yeah and i'm waiting for the next round of episodes i mean that that show is incredible as well did you uh watch the past season four season five no season five do you season five yeah man <laughs> wait, see, wait, wait, uh, wait 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 so I don't want like no spoiler alerts where I left off was when, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but the house burns down. 
Is oh, that? Oh, dude, there, yeah, no, there's another season. No! When did it come out? It came out like maybe three months ago. Are the you finale, serious, man? Yeah, the, fin- the finale aired like two weeks ago on Monday. Dude, oh, what my God. the world? Is that Yo, on Netflix? Um, I don't know if the fifth season's on Netflix yet, but I mean, I don't know what cable provider you have, but I mean, I was able to watch it through, uh, like, cause okay. I had the spectrum, I have the spectrum, uh, mobile thing. And I was able to kind of go through and watch all the episodes because I was kind of uh. like, I kind of went late too. Cause I watched the first three episodes live and then I didn't see a few episodes after that. And then I was able to get into this and I was able to binge the episodes all, all the way up to season 10 live. And it was just, oh my God. I did, I did the first season whenever the first season was released on Netflix, like from the beginning, which... That must have been like 2009. Something like that. 2009, better, better call Saul? Oh, no, no. Break Bad. That's Break Bad. Never mind. So the first season of Saul was probably released in 16, I would say. Right. And yeah, it was probably Well, 16. I've seen all Breaking Bad, but Better Call Saul was... When the house burned down, which I yeah. think is the end of season four, yeah, um, that was that's where I left off, and that because I didn't season five wasn't showing up on Netflix. Oh yeah, and this was yeah. a couple of months ago. <laughs> that I mean, I haven't checked to see if it popped up on Netflix yet. I mean, the season ended, so I mean, it would make sense for them to put it on as like quickly as possible, right? Yeah, but yo, check check that out, man. That's, I got. Oh I got to see God. if I can dig that up on because we've got Spectrum too. Um, oh yes, you can probably we're, go we're, through and just find we're doing the, the Roku's now. We don't have the boxes anymore. Yeah, no, we're uh, same thing. Same yeah. thing with me. I just use like I just use my Spectrum streaming thing. Right. Right. Yeah, and I I just got a smart TV uh, recently, and I I actually rewatched the finale because the finale of the episode so the finale of the seasons. Oh my God. So good. Is the so show good. done at five or is no? It- there's another season. They're they're in the middle of writing it right now. Like Vince Gilligan and those guys, they're in the middle of writing it right now. Did you uh, did you see Mad Men? No, but I I heard that's really yeah. Good. You got you got to see it. Like if because somebody told me about it last year, and I kind of binged through. Like the only time I really have to watch stuff is like if I'm going through guitar scales late at night or if I'm working out here and uh oh dude like dude the the oh my god the this it's just you can't there's i I think there's maybe three there there might be three things that are off in the entire series from a cinematic standpoint the thing is flawless like from a blocking standpoint there's only two or three things that I found continuity wise that were just off. And besides wow. that, like the characters, the acting, the choices, the script, it's a very easy. It, it could have been a very complicated presentation, mm-hmm. but the way they chose it was to, to, to present it was just, it, it was such a great choice. Yeah, no, I, I've heard great. Yeah, I've heard great things about that. I'll definitely have to check that out. What uh, what service is that on? Is that on like Netflix or? Something? I think that's Netflix. That that's Netflix. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you know what else I watched recently that was really good? And I'm definitely late on this. Really late on this. Bates Motel on Netflix. Have you seen that? I've heard about it. I haven't seen that. The acting in that show was honestly 
like honestly some of the best acting in TV. It was so so good. The For kid you. that um yeah, the kid that plays um in uh the good doctor is Norman Bates on Bates Hotel and he's incredible. One he's such a good young actor, it's insane. What what do you think are your favorite shows? I, I mean films too, but like just kind of like those those just like <laughs> Not All right, I'll give you. I'll give. I'll give you five. I'll give you my my top five favorite shows. So this actually changed recently. So I, for the last like maybe a few years, I would say Game of Thrones was my favorite TV show of all time. <laughs> but the la- the last season, I mean, people. I mean, people hate on the last season, even though they could have done way better with it. They even could have trimmed it down to like maybe even like a longer like set like a longer seventh season as opposed to putting six episodes in the eighth season. Right. I mean they definitely could have done better with that, but uh Game of Thrones was my first favorite show for a long time. But I also recently watched a few months ago Sons of Anarchy. And oh that's yeah, probably, man. That's probably my favorite show of all time. Really? Yes. I, oh my God. Just the story and everything like just all the different things that you wouldn't expect to happen happened. And it's like, that's a crazy, that's, that's a crazy show, man. It's been like three, four years since I saw the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched a damn episode since then. Yeah. And it, it was, uh, I don't know. Like I, it's not, it's really good. It just never would. I don't, I don't know. It just, to me, like after seeing breaking bad, man, you're ruined. Like, oh, I, oh, you know I what break, I mean? Breaking Bad's right there too, man. But but I'm cutting you off because you still have more. Oh, no, 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 you're good. I was going to say Breaking Bad next. Yeah. Actually, okay. So I would say Breaking <laughs> Bad or Better Call Saul are pretty tied. Oh, yeah, dude. And I think after the sixth season of Better Call Saul, it's going to be better in my opinion. Really? Yeah, dude. You'll, you'll Honestly, the fifth season just blew me away. Blew you, me away. Do you think the acting – is just a smidge better in Better Call Saul. Yeah, yes, I do. I, I do actually. And I'm not taking anything away from Cranston. No, yeah. I'm just but saying, like, Odenkirk, on uh, uh, as a whole. Yeah, because they have such a good they have such good support cast. Like the guy that uh, plays Gus Spring, he's oh awesome. Uh, the guy that plays Mike is unbelievable. Even, oh, yeah. even the woman, the woman that plays Kim. It has won like a few Emmys in it. Yeah, she's unbelievable. That's why you re- you really need to watch the fifth season because she she'll blow you away. It's like wow. Yeah, because she wow, starts wow, again. Wow. Like not to do not to do any spoilers, but I love when you start seeing like that one scene where they do that kind of whatever like questionable thing legally, which they, there's a lot of yeah. questionable legal things that happen in that show. Um, yeah. But, I know what you're talking about. I but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Where there, she, you see the shift in her with, with, um, with Jimmy, and yeah. she's like, "Let's do it again." Like that one <laughs> line, I was like, "Bro, yeah," because oh. she was such a straight arrow person for such a long yeah. point of the show, and when she kind of twists up her character a little bit, it's like. Wow. And I think that's, that's what's going to help her get like more recognition because how she was just able yeah. to turn like that and just everybody loves her. Everybody loves oh, her. She, and, she is, she is pepper. Yeah. And she's <laughs> so damn attractive. 
like yeah, in, she her, is. in her in the way that she is like such a classy way so yeah such a classy elegant way i yes. see that i i see that i definitely see that but it, uh, it's funny because her acting i mean i i kind of compare it to skylar's acting and uh breaking bad because right. obviously she kind of does the whole like switch and like there's a few seasons where she like obviously hates waltz and and whatever and it's just she's so silent and just cold and just how she delivers it on screen is just like un, like it's unbelievable and like how she kind of turned into that character towards the end it's kind of, it, i mean it's similar but it's different at the same time how kim did as well but honestly i love kim kim's awesome kim is amazing yeah i wish kim, i knew kim her is real incredible name. I, I wish I knew a real. I think it's Raya something. Raya yeah. something. I don't know what. Yeah, I is. I followed her on Instagram recently, like after, um, because I didn't know who she was. Because she was. Yeah, in Breaking, I've never seen her. Well, she was in Breaking Bad, right? No, no, she no, she, she wasn't. wasn't. Okay. Yeah, I thought she I thought she, thought she was like as Kim, but I guess Kim didn't exist at that at that point. And that's where it gets like. That's where it gets like crazy when like, because obviously you know who's there and who's not there, and like seeing all these different characters in Saul that aren't in Breaking Bad, right? And it's like, wow, what happens to them? What happens to them? What happens to them? Yeah, crazy. And I I loved how in like the first part of the in the first few seasons of Better Call Saul, the guy that plays Hector Salamanca in the in the wheelchair, like how he got into the wheelchair. Oh my god, dude! That's a crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. Yeah, but, yeah. Watch it. You de- you de- you definitely should. Uh, you definitely should watch the uh, fifth season. I was gonna. The other thing, and I was just thinking about this the other day. The scene where, uh, what what is it with? I just was thinking about it. Um, when Jimmy's in front of the board, and he's and not giving it away to people who haven't seen it, but basically like there's that conversation because he's trying to get his, his uh, he's, he's trying to get back on, on the, the bar. Yeah. And um, he's doing his routine. I think it was actually at the table with the, with the three lawyers who yeah. are on there, like the, the council or the panel that are, that are hearing him. And I'm, I've never seen any – the way Vince can – he just – like, the oh, my God. Like, the, the, I don't even know how to explain this, and hopefully it'll make sense. He, he does things very predictably in an unpredictable way. Like, he knows the psychology of the audience so well because I'm watching that scene, and I'm going – why is he not talking about his brother? And immediately at the end, like that's the reason why he doesn't get on. Yeah. But it's so subtle, but it's, it's on a level of like, dude, how could, cause we're talking like four seasons at this point with that build up and build up and build up. And it's like, how do I even remember that his brother was the reason why he wanted to get into law? Why do I yeah. remember that? And then it's like, how do I know that that's how well, you know, the characters, you know, on a subconscious level, it was really, I've never seen that before in a, in a show. 
Yeah, that was a good scene. That that was a. Were you thinking a, the same thing? Like, why is yeah, he not bringing? Yeah, I, I was because, and then when he mentioned, it's just like, wow, there, there it is, right yeah, there. Yeah, there it is, there it is, and it's yeah. like, and I think Kim is the one that that brings it up. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she. Yeah, I think so. Or or the one of the ladies at the on the panel. It, it, it might have been. That might be a small part of it that I don't remember. I, I don't remember, remember either. But anyway, it that it just like pops off. Like I just I've never seen anything like that before. It's so good. Vince Gilligan, man, the man's a genius. Top notch. Top notch. And it, it's crazy because I was like reading up on like the beginning stages of like Breaking Bad. Right. And like he was pitching the show to all these different networks that wanted nothing to do with them. Yeah. I think first he went to, he might've went to like FX first or he went to HBO and HBO ended up going with a different show. I forgot what show they went with, but obviously Breaking Bad's arguably one of the best TV shows of all time. A hundred percent. And it, it's, it's just so crazy just how nobody wanted anything to do with Vince Gilligan and the writing and, everything like that and just looked look what it blossomed into it literally made so many different like careers well a so many AM amc is to me the best out of yeah, all AMC of them. Is awesome yeah. i think i think it may and people can talk whatever they want to talk in the comment section but um dude i think i think they just they they totally floor hbo yeah, in so oh, many oh, ways. I, I think so too. HBO's come out with some pretty good shows recently, but they've also come out with. Have you heard of The Outsider with uh, Jason I Bateman? I have. So, okay, so have you have you watched it? Because I don't want to. Like, no, I've seen it. it. I've seen it on the Netflix. You know, scroll. Yeah, so it starts out like really good, and then it just kind of like. It just as as soon as like it got to the finale, I wasn't even excited to watch the finale. I was just like. All right, I'll watch it. Maybe something crazy will happen. I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> I've, I've got another one for you, and I wonder if it's on your list. Um, it's an AMC. Hell on Wheels. No, I've never seen Hell on Wheels. Oh, dude. I've never seen that. Oh, my God, Who, Who's man. in it? Who's in it? Well, Anson Mount is the, the, leading, the leading man. Uh, it, coincidentally, I actually was in a movie with him when I was a teenager and I didn't realize it until after he was in hell on wheels. And I was like, Oh dude, that's crazy. Like, wait, what? That's like, awesome. And I remember I was actually on set in that same scene with him. Um, well, not the same. It, it's like the scene before, but they were shooting it cause it was the same location. And I remember that scene cause he's like screaming, like throwing a table. Yeah. And, you know, when you're on set, like they're, they're doing it for like five hours and everybody's like cracking up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was, I was, my scene was in the pool at the motel. They were in the motel room and they were shooting on location that night. It was like an overnight shoot. And, uh, I had no idea that was him until like 12 years later. I didn't know who the guy was. And then it was like, he was in hell on wheels. And then you see him on TV. It's like, I was like, who's this actor on hell on wheels? He's really good. Oh, it's Anson Mount. And I was like, Oh, what else was he in? IMDB. Oh damn. Like we were in the same, we were in hick like 12 years ago like what you know it was, it was just really it was cool yeah dude that's really cool i i've i've heard i heard it's a good show but i've never seen it oh bro like you want to talk about um how do i how do i like how do i describe it 
It's not maybe maybe contrasting characters. No, contrasting conflicts. I've never seen a show with so much conflict interwoven, and it, and it's because it's Civil War era. You've got the Civil War era. You've got the 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 financial uh, conflicts between upper class and and railroad building class. You've got the um, all the stuff happening with the civil rights. At well, there were no civil rights at that point, but everything with slavery and and everything going on there. You've got the Native American situation. So all of that, and 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 women and how they were treated back then. So, dude, like the amount of the covers so many different things. It sounds like, uh, dude, the amount of coverage on that. It's so effing real. Like it's just so, it's so real. It's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll have it, to check that out. Oh yeah. That's, you got to check cool. that out, man. Hell on wheels. Hell on wheels. Yeah. Hell on mean, wheels. It's been, I mean, it, it finished out like years ago, uh, but it was around the same time as like breaking bad, um, you know, like came out in the mid two thousands or later two thousands and ended kind of like 20, 2013 2014 yeah i got you so around the same time wow that's cool and dude, what, the what set, else you got the set designs you know because oh. yeah our art department the acting everything man Every, and amc is like notorious and that's what i love about mad men too even though i don't think it was on amc mad men's another one of those shows like if you like breaking bad you'll really like mad men because it's very cinematic mm-hmm it's not like this cookie cutter freaking you already know what's going to happen type of formatting and editing and, and all that. Um, if you're going to do that, then something like uh, what's the, what, that's, you know, like trailer park boys or something like that. Oh really works. God. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is my show. I love, I love that show. The, I also watched that a few months ago for my first time. And I know I'm pretty late on that. Yeah, but they have a new season. Their their animated uh, second season drops. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it drops on Netflix. So that that's exciting. I uh, love Trailer Park Boys. The 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 best moment. One of the best moments in 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 the history of TV, in my opinion. And dude, like, it's it's probably not that big of a deal. But the first time I saw that that sixth episode in season one when they go and rob the grocery store, dude, I was screaming at the TV. It was so, it was so like, I was literally screaming at the TV. That's how good it was. I had to watch that scene like 10 times over and over again. It was just, you know, and like when he walks in, like just, you know, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? What are you taking all the bananas for? Like who's going to eat bananas at a wet, like all that. And then he comes in and they start shooting. Oh my God. It's just so, Oh. oh my god dude i i love that show and it's so funny because right before this whole thing happened randy he does this like he was doing this uh united states tour and he was he was out west and he was going to come out east and he was going to be in pennsylvania at one point and me my sister and i don't know if you met my sister's boyfriend frank you might have met him at one of the poker nights is, is he still the are they were they dating then because if so I don't know because I feel like when you came around for poker, she might have been dating James. I think it was James. 
Yeah, yeah she so might it, was, have been it was James like tall. Yeah, maybe like five nine, five ten. I would say that's my guess. Was, good, James, tall, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember, but yeah, but we were gonna go see Randy together, and then he postponed his right. tour dates. That would have been freaking awesome. One one of uh, one of my good friends, his name is Dan. You might have met him at one of the, one of the poker nights. Yeah, but, uh, I did. His brother lives in California, and he saw Randy and said it was one of the funniest things he's ever seen. Uh, I, I I bet. Yeah, and uh, Frank, my sister's boyfriend now, they went to, when uh, Mr. Leahy was alive, Randy and Leahy did a tour, and he, he went to go see them, and he said it was, it was killer. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would love to, obviously, unfortunately, Mr. Uh, Mr. Leahy isn't alive anymore, yeah. but um, it would it would have been so cool to see that entire, like, cast just do, like, a stand-up or whatever. That would have been, that would have been killer. That would have been awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. incredible show like just so so hilarious i mean there's a couple of seasons that aren't as good as like yeah some some of the other ones but like like i said that when i I saw that scene i i I just i've never laughed so hard in my life oh yeah (laughs) it's so funny there's a there's another scene maybe in like the ninth season or like 10th season and um i think bubbles uh cats get crabs and so he uh, he goes to rob the uh, pharmacy, and he gets all this like crab shampoo, and he's pointing the gun at the pharmacy lady, and he was like, "And I want some pills to make my penis bigger." <laughs> <laughs> he's obviously trying to say fetus, but obviously they give him uh, penis hearting pills. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, <laughs> that was that was one of my favorite one of my favorite scenes in the whole show. Dude, the Snoop Dogg episode is great too. I mean, oh yes, yeah. That that whole season's awesome when Snoop and like Tom Arnold and uh, those guys are there. That was that was funny. That was oh. that was really. So did good. you see any of the? Did you see any of the uh, stand-up specials on Netflix? I think they have a few. They might have. Uh, they have one in Texas. They have one in the North Pole, tech, uh, quote unquote, and they have. They have so many different things that they've done, which is which is insane. Because they they have a season where they like go around the entire United States. They have a season where they go around Europe, and then they have the animated series too. So uh, they're, they're kicking they're kicking ass. They're doing good. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to check out the animated series the uh, animated series because I remember how it like the last episode of the the first series. Yeah, went to animated when they were in jail. Yeah. Like, oh wait, what? You know, because yeah. the drugs kicked in or something, and I was like, oh, I'm, yeah. that's like sequel bait right there. That's like just serious sequel bait. Yeah, it was funny. That, that was a per- that was a perfect way for them to start the first yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, it, it was really good. I'm definitely excited to watch it. Um, films at all, like real quick, like any uh, any that just like pop off that really influential for you. Let's see. Wolf of Wall Street, because that got me the Wolf of Wall Street boiler room. Those got me through my sales days. <laughs> my, 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 day, my days of selling. I always wanted to I always wanted to feel like Leonardo DiCaprio walking into that room just like empowering so many different people. But yeah, that those two movies got me through the my sales days. Days and Confused got me through high school. <laughs> I, I, I love that movie. Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I love it. I love Dude, it. Dude, did you movie. did you see um uh, what is it called? Damn, it's the one with Sarah Jessica Parker and him. 
Um, What's the name of it? Yes, I have. You know what that. I'm talking about. And Brett, Bradley Cooper's in it. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's in it. So okay, so the plot. I I know the plot. Of yeah, the movie, I can't. I but, dude, I just saw this like a week ago, and I can't remember the name of it. Um. Oh, oh, failure to launch. Yes. That's yes. It. That's it. That's it. Dude, there's just some, there's some funny damn scenes in that, like with the. <laughs> Yeah, all those dynamics with the characters, some some hilarious stuff. Yeah, they play off well together. That that's awesome. I mean, and you got, I think you Bradshaw well is the dad, right? Like Tony Bradshaw. Or, yeah, Terry yeah, Bradshaw. Like, he's hilarious, man. He's like the quintessential oh, so dad. <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny, and he's like butt naked in one. Of the yeah, the fish tank. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah. that's so funny. And I love Kathy Bates too. She's awesome. I mean, I, I love her. I mean, I love her. Oh, she's she's, she's so fantastic. Funny. Yeah, she's literally great in everything she does. But yeah, the, the, those are definitely some good ones. Well, what about you? Where are your movies? Um, I mean, you know, for I recent, I, I'll say like recently. Uh, I mean, there's always the classic ones like Rocky. Um, oh, of course. You know, just just like really, really like vanilla classic type uh, movies that just stand the test of time. Um, like the diehards the rambos the the rockies like yeah. obviously those movies are the I, I love the i love the stuff where it really it, it was really in-house at first and then yeah. there was still a lot of creative control with with whether it was stallone or whoever you know i, I became recently a really big fan of tarantino oh yeah tarantino's big, great big deal just, just like everybody movie? else the the recent Have, one yeah once upon a time in hollywood no, um, I saw The Hateful Eight, and it's that's got to be good. one of my favorite films of all time. And I'm not saying it's the best, but for but for some, I think Pulp Fiction is honestly like it's a more classic film than Hateful Eight. Like it just is. Yeah, but Hateful Eight. Like there are so many things about that film I, I just had to keep watching it over and over and over and over again um yeah fact, they shot it on freaking like 2.76 ratio like super super wide screen yeah. wow that's insane yeah like real like 70 something millimeter film it, it's it's bizarre like the biggest panavision film they they make yeah and they they definitely did they definitely did go with it that's yeah. crazy an, an, another movie i I can't believe I forgot to mention this, but I love The Departed. The De- obviously, The Departed is one, like one of the best movies ever. Have you, I, have you seen I that? Don't th- is that? Is that a uh, Stephen King? Um, it's. I don't know if it's that? Tarantino or Scor- I think it's Scorsese. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, yeah. I don't know if. Okay, it's got to be Scorsese. I'm thinking it's got to be Scorsese or t- or Tarantino. It's either no, Scorsese, I think it's Scorsese or Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's one of the best casts ever. Jack Nicholson, Matt Damon, Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Wahlberg. I feel Wait, like I'm maybe somebody. maybe I have seen this. What's the plot? You probably did. It's um okay. So there's uh there's a cop that obviously goes undercover. Jack Nicholson plays oh, this big gang. Yes, guy. yes, it's in Boston, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's a that's crazy a, cast. A, like, how the hell do you pay for that budget? Like that That budget must have been like three hundred million or yeah. something like that. Some crazy. It was like it was like the Irishman. Oh yeah. yeah. Have you seen that? Well, I was in it. Oh oh you were? Yeah, like it, dude, it was insane because it it shot in like 
2016, 2017, and it came yeah. out in what 2019. So it was yeah, it came out this- for a long, long time. Wow, what yeah. what scene were you in? I'm gonna have to go look back and check that out. The um, the one where P- Pesci and De Niro are just talking like. In that uh, restaurant? The restaurant. And it's like that. Re- all of them are very, very long scenes. I don't even know if you can see me. I'm just – it was a last-minute extra thing. Um, well, that's cool, man. That's a, I got that's the credit. Cool yeah, yeah. I yeah, got you credit. got the credit. It was uh, just a really, like, last-minute extra thing. And that, that's so just, cool. Yeah, just in that, that scene at one of the tables somewhere lurking just in the being shadows. in the room with those guys must have been just like wow yeah pesci walked right in front of me and really nice guy and de niro walked right in front of me as well like when they were going through the hallway um that, that's so cool and pesci's as short as yeah he's like five feet or like four yeah or he's like, like five i think he's like five two yeah, um, he's definitely short. De Niro was about the same height as me because I always thought he was like five nine, five ten. He was right at about five seven. Yeah, yeah. So it, that's, dude, that's that so was cool. that was an insane that was an insane set. That was crazy. Like it was. I don't even know where Scorsese was. I think he was like in another building, watching on monitors. Like nobody, nobody in the top top end of the production crew was. It, you know, it was just they were on a, another location, like watching in real time, almost. Wow, that that's insane. That set must have been insane. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. I mean, we were waiting for like eight hours just to, you know, how it is. Like those really, really high end, like huge um, scenes where there's hundred, two hundred. I mean, I got the I got the the call for that or the text from that from the casting director, like a day before, two days before. And I was still in town. So I was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> you wow. Know. That, that's so cool. It's like, why not? I'll, I'll be yeah. in the Irish. Why not? Um, so yeah, but it was, it was great. What, what, uh, I don't know what we were talking about before that. Um, as far as like movies, but the, what, what, what got us to the Irishman? There was another, Oh, Oh, departed. Oh yes, yes. Um, yeah, the budgets on those are just—they're—they're they're insane. But then you have yeah. like really, really like B- Dallas Buyers Club. I think it was like oh, twenty-two man, mil or something, and it just cleaned up. So it's like the budget really has—I mean, you got to have enough to function. But at the end of the day, like you can make really good. I, that's what I love about filmmaking—is like amazing stuff with basically like dirt cheap. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can have a really low budget. You can gross really high, which is, which is so cool. And even the, some movies that put in all that money for the budget because of obviously location and wherever, like whatever they do. And it comes out to maybe even equal, be a little more than what they kind of put in for the movie, which is crazy. The, um, well you, and, and to answer your question, uh, John Hughes. I'm a big John Hughes fan. So, um, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. Uh, and I love John Candy, you know. So it's oh, like, John Candy. I love John Candy. Yeah. Yeah. All, all that like classic, uh, you know, Breakfast Club. Bre- Breakfast Club to me is probably 
top three, top five. And that's another movie that probably had a really, really low budget. One mil, and, man. One mil, and it grossed like 60. It wow, that's, that's a return. That's stupid. insane. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's one of my that's one of my all time favorites. Now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it, oh, definitely that that's definitely up there. That's a that's such a classic, <laughs> such a generational movie. Yes, it, re- it really is. Yeah, Emilio Estevez is so funny. Have you ever seen the? I, I love him. Have you seen the Money Mighty Duck movies? Mm, is he in? Does he play one of the voices, or or is he in oh. the movie? No, he's in the movie. He's uh, okay. the coach. He plays the oh, coach. Oh, the oh, the hockey movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the hockey movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's Wait, great. he's no, the no, coach no, in that? Dude, I haven't seen yeah. it in years. At least in one, two. I don't know if he's the coach in three, but he's definitely the coach in one and two. I haven't seen these movies in years, probably since I was like 10. But love Emilio Estevez. He's so funny. Yeah, he's he's a trip, man. <laughs> yeah, he really is. It's funny because I every time I think of Emilio Estevez, I always think of Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> Have you seen Night at the Roxbury? Yeah. We're like, Emilio! I always think of that. The Mighty Duck, man. I swear to God. It was, you should have been there. That's funny. Do, do, you know, and don't underestimate these, uh, the Bill Murrays and the Will Ferrells. I mean, they are just. Steve Carell's another good one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, what about Bob, Bill Murray? Like, that's, that's like, to me, one of the just classic comedy. He's just such a, cl- he's such a classic actor. He really is. Oh. And he's been so, in so many, like, really good different things. Even playing, like, in not, like, such a, like, crazy, like, a high-budget movie or anything like that. Like, Kingpin, for example. He plays the antagonist in, in the movie Kingpin. And he's so funny. He, or I can't even think what his name is. What is what's his name in that movie? Big Earn. Big Earn. Yeah, have you seen that? I haven't seen, seen it. What? I gotta yo, see that's, it. yo, that's Woody Harrelson and Bill Murray, man. Check it out. It's on Netflix. Oh, my God. Kingpin. Oh, John Candy's in stripes with him. I just realized that. John Candy. I don't know. If, I don't know if I've seen that. Oh, you got to see, dude. That's like a classic Bill Murray breakout movie. Well, technically, it actually it came out after Caddyshack. But oh, Caddyshack. Oh man. That's wait, did too. it come out after Caddyshack? I think Stripes came out in the eighties. Caddyshack was like seventy nine or eighty. But uh, yeah, no, no. It, it, regardless, like early Bill Murray and John Candy. Like that was like John Candy's one of his like debut films and he played wow. he played one of the he played the big you know the big guy who's oh there. yeah yeah of course he he's he's so funny yeah i love him in space balls uncle buck he's he's awesome oh, and classic classic yeah yeah that's a classic movie i wonder when uncle buck came out that must have came out in like the 80s or that something. was 89 i believe because um kevin mccullen was i think that's his name right the home alone kid uh, Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay, pff, what the hell am I talking about? <laughs> How am I saying? You were thinking of his name in the uh, the Home Alone, Kevin, uh, whatever. Oh, Kevin, Kevin McAllister. McAllister. Yeah, yeah, Kevin McAllister. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that came out in like '91, Home Alone. Yeah. So it was before that. That was like his. The Uncle Buck was like his debut. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Buck. Wow, that that's a that's a classic film. I always think of those giant pancakes. Yeah, <laughs> the pancakes with the with the shovel. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. That's Did you ever crazy. get into um, uh, 
uh, what, oh, you know, like, well, for me, like Brando is huge. Uh, he is for pretty much anybody, but you know, oh, Brando stuff, uh, whether it was later in his career, or earlier in his career, just incredible. Incredible. Yeah, he really is. He's great in the Godfather. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That, that that those are classics right there. What what's your favorite what's your favorite part of the Godfather? Honestly, man, I love the opening scenes. Like the first couple of scenes in, in the first one, you know, with the cat and Oh uh, yeah. So number you know, one would probably be your favorite, the first one? I dude, I don't even think I've seen two and three. I think I've just seen the first really? one. Yeah. Two is really good. Really good. Cause I don't remember if De Niro's in the first one, but I know he's in the second one. He killed it in the second one. Mm. Yeah. Pacino's so yeah. in the first one, right? Yeah. 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 I think he's in both. I I haven't, Again, seen, I haven't seen I haven't seen I know I haven't seen three, and I, I don't think I've seen two. Yeah. Definitely, in my opinion, two is the best one. But really? three, three's pretty good. Three's pretty good too. I'll have to rewatch it again because I, I mean I saw it a long time ago, but it definitely wasn't as good as the first two. But it was a good way it. to kind of wrap up the franchise. Right. I yeah, gotta see two. Good. Well, I, I I gotta see the rest of it. I gotta see two and three. Yeah. What about Goodfellas? What's what's your take on Goodfellas? Dude, I don't even know if I've seen all of Goodfellas. I know I know the beginning scene with the trunk and everything. Oh yeah. Um, wait, is that is Goodfellas the one with the really long um like six minute camera angle in the beginning? Like they well not six, but it's like I don't know, a minute or two, but they they walk into the club or the restaurant and it's like a real it's like no, I don't remember that Instagram shot. I, I don't remember that. Because I know that's on Netflix. I've I've been wanting to watch that again. At some point, I gotta I, see. I, I gotta see all Goodfellas. Well, the uh, you know, speaking of Pesci, um, oh, damn, what is it? Oh, cousin, my cousin Vinny. Oh my God, man, that's gonna go go down as one one of the probably one of my favorite movies growing up. Yeah, even though I probably shouldn't have watched that movie at such a young age. I right. Mean, I, I didn't care. F this, F that. that I, I love, love that movie. And Marissa Tomei, she's great in that movie too. Now, this is going to be a little bit of a veer, but did you ever watch um, – oh, what's it called? Dude, I'm like forgetting all these names because I haven't, I haven't thought about this in a while. This is, this is like really good conversation. Um, yeah, it's, fun, it's fun, funny to bring it back. Uh, what is it? Dude, I have the ringtone on my phone. Like when you when people call me, it's still my ringtone from like years ago. Uh, oh, it's a Jason Statham film. Is it a recent Statham film? No. It's like early, it's like mid 2000s um Oh my god. Why can't I remember the name of this? I got to google this. Yeah, it's a brain fart. This I, is crazy. I can't even think of it. Dude, I, I see I, like I see the whole um I see like the the poster and this is like one of my favorite movies of all time. What is this? Yeah, Statham's stay, stay really good. Yeah, it's cool because him him and uh The Rock have kind of veered off their little own Fast and Furious franchise. That move that that movie was actually one of the better Fast and the Furious movies that they've come out with, in my opinion. It's crank. 
Oh, Crank. I've heard of Crank. I've never seen it, though, but I've, I've heard that movie. is Crank is, in my opinion, for that style, and I don't know what type of style you would call it. I, I just don't. I, I've never seen anything more frantic and action-packed. It's, it's obviously an action movie, but it's like beyond that. It's like that action comedy thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't know anything that tops that because they shoot it at a really weird um, – it's not like a frame rate thing. It's a shutter speed. They do it at like this really jittery shutter speed. Like it's not 50 frames, you know, like 24 frames per second, 50 – yeah, exactly. Whatever, what, fit, you, like the whatever rule that is, um, it's like up in you know six hundred or a thousand or two thousand. So it's like really, really jittery. Yeah, and it's just, just like, it's just like it, dude. It's it's frant. You got to see that, man. Yeah, that that's crazy. I think I can I can picture the angle of like with the camera jumping. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's um, I've never I've never seen a film that grips you in like 90 seconds. Like you're hooked. Like, I mean, they just hook you so quickly. It's great. I got to find that. I got to find that. Hopefully it's on like Netflix or, or something like that. There's a sequel that. too. Well, there's a sequel and it's pretty good. But the first one's like. Yeah. The first one's probably just classic. Oh, so good. Yeah. That's crazy, man. This was awesome. I'm, ha- I'm happy we, uh, I'm happy we got to do this. This is really cool. I, uh, I've got to, I've got to ask you, well, we're going to do this thing real quick here. Uh, it's called the shootout. And I have like 10 words. I'm just going to say each word and you just say the first word that comes to mind. Oh, like back okay. at this me. is going to be fun. All right. And it's Hit all me. industry related to, to whoever the guest is. So, uh, camera. Angle. Lens. Crafter. <laughs> <laughs> Black and white. 80s. Oh, man, that's terrible. No, no, no. All right. We'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. That's I don't good. know why I saw the 80s. Uh, live. Studio. Studio is actually the next one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <fun. laughs> that's why I like doing this. <laughs> you probably get some ridiculous answers. <laughs> oh, dude, I've gotten some crazy answers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, studio audience. Light. Camera. Uh, pre-production. <laughs> <laughs> pain in the ass. Pre-production pain in the ass for me. And you're welcome to use it again for post-production, which is the next one. Not, not, not as bad. A little, a little easier. Okay. Like, love post-production. That's fine. Uh, I'm kind of the same way. I'm kind of the same way with that. I can, I can, I can dig that. Yeah. Set. Oh, time. All right. The most important. Well, actually, I'm going to add another one at the end. Hold on. So this is, this is, there's two other ones. All right. Pizza. Pepperoni. Poker. Table. Oh, wait a minute. I got, hold on. Wait, I have one more. This has never been a double add on. But because we got to roll with the peas. Perkins. Wait, wait, say, say, say the last word. I didn't hear it. Perkins. Toronto's 12. <laughs> that, was, that was just for you, buddy. That was just yeah. for you. Yeah. You were one of the – okay. So you were one of the few people that I could see literally in golf. Okay, so 
for those people who do not know what the Tremendous 12 is, it's a massive breakfast. It's a ma- massive breakfast. Two normal people can probably eat this ticket, eat this and be completely full. So it's three eggs. You get four pieces of meat, bacon, or sausage, and you get this whole serving of potatoes. You get four pancakes. This guy right here, Jason D'Amico, wolf, wolfs it down every single time without, like, like, without even a blink. I don't know how the hell you do it, man. I, oh, would, man. I don't know how you put it. Dude, those those Perkins like oh those those days of Perkins, man. Oh those man. are like that fondest was... memories. Just eating like talking film. Me with too, you, man. And that, that's when eating a easy. tremendous twelve. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. Yeah, your family would come in on Sundays here and there. That was that was awesome. Your family was killer. Your family was great. I've got one more question for you and then we'll, uh, we'll be done. I asked this to everybody, which is if you could go back in time to your 15 year old self, knowing what you know now, what would you tell them? Just be patient. Um, really like really just like look at all your options and really take life serious, a little more seriously. Now don't party as much as you are. Cause I partied <laughs> a ton when I was, 15. <laughs> I definitely partied a ton when I was 15. And also, that was a big year wrestling for me when I was 15 and I lost like 20 something pounds in a short amount of time during one season to make way for my weight class. So I would have told myself, just bulk up. Don't cut weight. It's probably the worst thing you could do. And right. it still affects my eating to this day. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. It, it's funny because I can go days where I'll eat maybe like once a day maybe like two little meals a day, but then some, some days where I'll eat like a shit ton. That doesn't wow. happen too much. It's wow. like, yeah, man, because if you're like working your stomach in so many different ways and you're not used to having, if you've gone through periods of times where you don't have, like your stomach isn't able to flex with like food or drinks or whatever, it goes through such a small, like such a small state. Like if you eat something or you drink something, it's like you feel like your stomach's about to explode. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, they, they tried recruiting me as a freshman in high school because uh, I was, I, dude, I was apparently, and I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember the. I don't. I don't know much about wrestling at all. But dude, I had like every coach trying to recruit my ass. Oh, I'm sure, man. You, because you've I got was. The, you've got the at the time, I was five. As a freshman, I was maybe five five and one forty. I don't know if that's like the that like that like perfect range, like where you don't have to drop weight, you don't really have to add whatever it was. No, you you would have definitely been at a good place at one at one forty for sure. Around yeah, that like, time. Yeah. Because like I'm sure you still had some muscle as well. And a, a lot bit. of yeah, a lot of the one forty pounders that I've seen were either like kind of like a little like wider as opposed to stocky. So, I mean, you would either get your, get your one or the other. And that was probably the ideal way to be as a one for you want to be like really strong, obviously. Well, me, I was always, yeah, I was, I'm sorry. I didn't interrupt you. I was always one of, I was always one of the shorter, but stronger people in my weight class. Cause I was always the one cutting weight. So I, I would be maybe a little bit stronger than everybody, but then it got to a point where I did not care about cutting weight. I cut my weight and I was like, I'm not cutting weight anymore. This is my senior year. I did not give two craps my senior year. I, I literally wrestled at 120, maybe cut like 10 pounds, which was literally nothing for me. I would cut that in like like two days and kind of maintain that weight as time went on. And I was a short 120 pounder. 
I was a sh- yeah, I was a short one twenty pound. Dude, I how was the at- hell do you cut like what? I mean, what is that? You're just jogging for hours on end with all the sweats. Yeah, I mean, tons of exercise, tons of exercise. I would I would run a few times a day. I would even other than running, just like live wrestling with somebody is probably one of the best workouts anybody can ever get. Just like rolling around for like two minutes with somebody, just like fast paced and like sweating and stuff like that. It's like yeah. one of them, definitely one of the best workouts ever. And I was really bad at this. I didn't have a good eating routine at all. Then like I would be like, okay, I'm not going to eat really much for the next few days so I can make way for this tournament rather than portion control or anything like that, which obviously I'm hoping that more intelligent now than I was back when I was 15 years old. I'd be like, all right, so obviously just eat healthy and make sure you're eating a lot of protein. But yeah, man, back then there was like <sighs> dehydration out the wazoo. Not, oh my not God. like two days. Crazy, man. And you would have to take a hydration test to certify for a certain weight. And there would be a lot of times where a lot of people would cut to a weight below what they're supposed to certify for. So they would actually cheat on their hydration test <laughs> to actually be able to wrestle up that weight. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. Yeah, there was a whole, yeah, there was a whole like science and everything behind it. I did it once and I almost got caught and I didn't get caught. But I never did it again after that. I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. It's not worth it cutting weight. I'll just be a little, little smarter with what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. And it was, it ended up being better for me because I was pretty, I mean, I was pretty good. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy stuff. But yeah, the, the wrestling days, I, I mean, it still takes a toll on me now. It really does. Wow. Yeah. Really does, man. But you would have been a good wrestler. I see it. Ah. I, I see the build in you. What, what do you weigh now? You probably weigh about 180. No, 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 no. Um, one, man, once one sixty, one sixty. Damn. Yeah, and the cra- Here's the crazy thing, man. Is like I was one eighty at one point, and I looked like, I looked like shit, man. It was, it was like you go, you go to pictures of me when I was like twenty, twenty. So this was actually when was this? This was right before I moved to um, New York when we were doing like the poker stuff and everything yeah um because yeah you were stuck at that point then i was like 167 168 and i was like dude i was beefed Uh, yeah but i wasn't as strong as i am now and now i'm only like 158 160 uh, I, I go back at pictures of myself from like when I, that, you know, that era, like 2016, 2017, yeah. like what the hell, man? Like what, dude, I was, I, I got, I had some size. Um, but the, but the crazy thing is, is like my arms are still kind of the same size, but things just got a little bit trimmer. And for me yeah. on camera, it's a lot better. At, like what, once you get above 160. Two on for me at five seven, it's like forget about it. Yeah, so, no, I feel like- yeah. So it's like one, yeah, honestly, one fifty eight, one sixty. But I've I was one eighty at one point when I was really trying to like build. Yeah, and it was just all like it was just weird, man. It just wasn't. It, it didn't work. It did, it didn't look right, huh? Well, I was able to make it into some muscle, but it took you know it took a couple of years. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely tough. I mean, do you are you still able to kind of? work out and keep in shape as often as you would like go to the gym and stuff like that 
I have, I mean, I'm maintaining. Yeah. I, I, I miss the gym dearly. Um, it's probably one of the reasons why I'm so like whacked out. Like you, like, and I think a lot of people are kind of the same way. Like there's things that are just off. Yeah. My mood, my mood is just more fluctuating than usual. And I think it's honestly because that routine of, you know, just lifting heavy weight three to four times a week. Uh, it's like my lifeline, man. So now I don't have the heavy weight because the, the gyms are closed. So, you know, you do what you can and, um, but no, it definitely regulates like that. That's the biggest thing that I miss is like the, the regulation. It just, it really sets your body. Um, oh yeah. And your body's in a routine. Cause I'm sure yes. you went like, like very, like often as far as like daily or like however many times a week and stuff like that. And yeah. once you get out of that, I feel like it's like, it takes everybody out of whack. It's like with, with everything. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I haven't really thought about it, but just you saying that, like, because, I mean, it's been months now since, I mean, I'm working out, but it's not, like, my workout. Like, my workout is, you know, it, it, it's, it, there's some weight in there. And, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I just, I, I miss, like, I haven't even thought about this. Like, that's, that's crazy. Like, it's been two months. Yeah, wow, that's insane. Crazy stuff, man. Crazy. Oh, dude, crazy this stuff. was this was awesome, man. I'm I'm really yeah. uh, this is this is great, you know, getting a hang and uh let me keep me updated on the poker thing. I don't I probably can't do it tonight, but um wait, what, what you guys what time get it going? Oh, like oh seven, wow, seven twenty, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> we've been going at it, man. Yeah, we, <laughs> dude, we've been going at it, man. Hey, time flies when you're having fun. This this is awesome, man. Thank you for having me. It was awesome to catch up. You too, man. Thanks for coming on. You guys have been watching and listening to the Jason Amico show. Um, if you've stuck around for the entirety of this, congratulations. Um, subscribe, like, share. We'll have some of Ryan's uh, social media in the description box below or to the sides. And we'll see you on the next one. Peace.